Blog Talk Radio. August 6th, Monday, August 6th, 2012. 
presenting for KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. This is Gina's Groove Theory. Uh, well, I'd like to welcome you tonight, as I do every night, and as I always bring in the the evening because of, I'm so grateful and proudful of uh, the the way I got here. How how I'm I'm very I have this opportunity to be here and to uh, represent uh, this community and all communities all across the world and uh, to bring resourceful people and people knowledge, to share knowledge with everybody. I am uh, very uh, pleased that uh, you guys have been a great support. And uh, as to some of the events that I have going on as far as uh, getting out there and in, inside the community and bringing the community to you, uh, that's what I'm going to be doing here soon. So let's just be looking forward. You know, we got days to days to come, you know, before I, you know, um, I'm not, I, I say like this is going to be a bit, you know, be about it. You do something about it, work on it, you know, I mean you're only as good as what your mouth says. And if your mouth says things that don't happen then that's a that's another issue. So I'm out here representing uh for all people today, tomorrow and every day. As long as I'm on this earth. So as I give that give that praise and glory all to God. So I send that shout out like I always do. Here you go, God. Thank you very much. Representing in Long Beach, this is KXRW, your community connection internet radio station here, uh, worldwide, bringing you community news uh, information and uh, quality people to answer your questions or to share your knowledge with. Uh, I've been out here promoting the community. Right now, we're in a gray straight. Uh, this world is already with uh, the monies and funds and things that we're lacking and things that we don't have, and, and you like you got in the Days tell you, you know, there's really, you know, there's nothing in that reserve, and and you know, really, it's it's a crucial time, and, and uh, we need to try to focus on trying to get together and working together because it's you know, it's going to be rough, not for just one person, it's going to be rough for everybody. Uh, I'm not just, I'm only just talking about people out there, you know, that, that are homeless. I'm talking about it can happen to anybody, and if the world can get that bad to where you know we all have to need. You know, maybe if we can kind of meet each other halfway, that means people out here, you know, people like me, like like what I do, I'm on both sides of the fence, so I meet it both ways. I meet it from the side of where I know where the homeless and the mentally ill and, you know, the people who have been through, you know, domestic violence, the things that have happened in their lives that have gotten them out there, and it's simply because I didn't, per se, have anything like, you know, that to get me out there, but... You know, like just losing a job can really change your life and uh can change your family's life. It can uh can throw you in a tailspin and uh, if you're not really you know, even if you think you're prepared, you're never prepared to for that. I can tell you that. You'll never ever be prepared for that. 
It's kind of like uh, almost a slightly little, usual feeling of like death. Because, you know, when when you lose everything, you know, you pretty much get down to your last and you feel just pretty stripped. And if you feel like you've been violated or your rights were taken for advantage or you didn't even matter in the situation, you really feel bad. But with that, you know, I know we had some pretty tough conversations out here these past few days. So I kind of wanted to lighten it up. I want to represent for the good things that are going on in and around our communities, what's going on over there with the Olympics. I want to represent for something good tonight. And uh, have you guys out there come on in, call on in, and uh, join in the conversation. I know I see a lot of you people out there proud on Facebook. You know, come on and bring it. You know, I touched you guys already, or maybe I'll touch you in the little, in my little intermission. I'm going to play some really something upbeat, something where, you know, you guys can go ahead and get rocking and get all ready, and let's, let's do this. Let's start this out pretty right. Bring me, what, bring me what you guys got out there. You know, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me how you feel what's going on. You know, you know what what makes you proud to be who you are today or who made you proud or who did you see out there, you know, because, uh, you know, I hear a lot, I see a lot of you out there watching those Olympics and, you know, representing Creole. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got a little bit in on that too. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, we won't get too, we always, always, always stay humble and honorable. We must do that, but there are a whole lot of other uh, good things going on in and around the communities uh, in LA. There are some, you know, some people putting in place to probably begin to give a chance to give a board over a crossover or be a a liaison for us to a better life. So uh, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and send out something to all you guys. So get rocking and get grooving. It is now 10:09 in the PM. You're representing here with Gina's Groove Theory, KXRW, your community connection internet radio station, live. You just don't know what you do to me.
Hey, yeah, this is the July with Gina on Gina's Query. It is now 10, 10.14 p.m. Broadcasting live here in Long Beach, California. This is KXRW, your community connection, your internet radio station. Sorry about that. I got to have a, get a little bit of water. Shout out to you guys out there. Like I said, we're going to keep it a little bit upbeat. I tell you a lot about spirituality and how we can, you know, be more spiritual, more prosperous with spirit. So I know we've been kind of, it's been kind of tough out there. We've been talking about some serious issues. When we come back from this music break, I'm going to bring you something uh, more cheerful, more brightful, more good news as opposed to bad. So stay tuned.
everybody. You're back live with Gina from Miss Groove Theory. It is Monday, August 6, 2012. It is now 10, 19 p.m. Broadcasting live here in Long Beach. You guys, it uh, tonight is a, uh, say it's the first day of the week, and uh, you know, it's pretty hectic. Here on top of it being hectic in the past few days, we've been having some serious, real deep conversations out here and down. It's kind of pretty deep, and uh, we've touched some serious uh, issues. And uh, I was going to bring a serious issue to you guys tonight, but it's like, well, I don't know if I would compound you guys with that, or I think we should lighten up our spirits a little bit because there are, yeah, are there are some good things going on in and around our communities uh, too. So, uh, with that being said, we have to also represent for the the good things as well as the bad things. Uh, just keep in mind that's pretty much you know how we'll make it through. Um, uh, pretty much uh, how we're going to do this is um, in the beginning when I started with my niece and nephew I always uh, spoke about spiritual prosperity and then I always spoke about us getting more spiritually connected um, uh, be it meditation meditation or yoga or whatever it is or whatever that it is it's your stress reliever or whatever it is that, you know, relieves your mind. The music and singing relieves minds. When I sing, I I feel a more frank. And for some people, meditation works too. And then there's cognitive behavior therapies and things that, uh, you know, techniques that you can use as well. But also, too, keeping enlightened and encouraging one another, too. Uh, when someone turns around to you and gives you an, encur- an encouraging word, and they tell you something that looks uh, tell you something that's more hopeful, something more promising, you know, as 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 a, a way of communicating towards you, as opposed to being uh, negative towards you. Then that kind of helps too. Society gets a lot, you know, it gets a boost up, you know. And it's pretty hard nowadays with everybody going through the recession and people's money's tight and everything. Everybody is rushing around and hurriedly doing a, you know, just trying to make a living out here. And and so with that, you know, we're raising our families, and you know, like I I cried to you guys to, you know, be you know to to also to take out some time with your families too, because I learned that the very hard way. Um, today with all the hustle and bustle, and with everybody having issues with financial problems and situations where we can't meet our responsibilities, and people living to pay pay paycheck to paycheck, you know, we still have to maintain. There's certain things in order for us to. Uh, have a more full life, and that's if we're bringing up children. We, you know, need to take that time. Like I've spoke to a lot, a lot of you. You know, I was fortunate enough that when my children were young, I was able to be there and to go to school with them every day and to be a watchful eye and you know to sneak up there and get them, you know and show up and pop up and you know I did that until they were like in fourth or fifth grade. And, and see nowadays, you know, kids kind of need that as well. Uh, I sit back and I look at uh, my, I look some of my my family members. You know, they're young and they're raising their children, and you know they miss parent teacher conferences, and you know they kind of frivolously go through things. You know, and that to me is very important. Uh, you can't really demand a child to give you the best if you're not performing the best for them. If you're not setting the example, and that's what it, anything. If you don't set an example, then no one has anything to follow. That's why I offer to all of you guys, you call in, you give me your input, you give me what you feel, what you what you want to bring to the table, because it's not what's all about what I say. It's more so what we all say. And like 
I say all the time, I'm, a, I'm just a student just like all of you in the classroom, and we're all learning. So with that, um, today I was going to, I, I kind of, I'm very proud of some of the uh, people that I ran across today. They spoke very highly of uh, the Olympics, and I see a lot of you guys out there watching the Olympics. And that that's very impressive because I, I didn't think anybody was really uh, into the Olympics, especially with the little uh, situation about the pro players and being able to play. You know, I saw that out on Facebook, you guys, you know, hey, you guys had your issues with that. Uh, I, I thought that was a damper on it pretty much. So with with some people opposing that pros play in the Olympics, you know, as I don't know, you guys can give me some feedback on that. I, I kind of got that on Facebook. I saw, you know, a lot of protesting on that. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, what they say is, you know, as long as they get to go, it doesn't really matter, you know, how they do that. But it, I, it still makes me proud to know that our people are over there winning and uh, they're they're doing their best over there. So send a shout-out there to them. And uh, we're going to bring some of those stories to you. Uh, usually we pretty much have a pretty rough kind of hardcore kind of show it's kind of up to you guys, you know. Um, there was a there was a topic that we touched on last night that I wanted to get into, and I wasn't able to bring it to you tonight simply because, of course, uh, I, I I didn't get, you know, shored up. And just like Jay says all the time out here, he says, well, statistics are from what, from where, and who did they get them from, and how many people, and, you know, what, you know, he, he has to go through the demographics of everything when it comes down to statistics, and I do understand what you what he means. Uh, the bottom line is, where are they getting these uh, researches? Where are they doing them, and who are they doing them on? So with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to play one more uh, enlightening, upbeat kind of song, and then we'll be right back, and we'll uh, take it from there. From there. Here to waste your time Cause I know you 
Hello, everybody. You're live. Hello, everybody. You're live with Gina's Group Theory. Uh, you're live, uh, broadcasting li- live here in Long Beach, bringing you the community news, resourceful information that relate to all social issues. Um, as you know, um, most of you know that I received some awards a few a few months ago. And you know how it feels to be recognized for the things that you do 
uh, regardless of whatever whatever it is or whatever the reasons behind it. But uh, it is a it's a good thing, you know. And when someone honors you, uh, there was a story that I picked up that uh, at least uh, I wanted to bring uh, to you. And uh, actually, it's uh, it's uh, one of those issues where uh, it was long coming. Uh, this was uh, posted today in the L.A. Sentinel. Uh, President Barack Obama recognized the Mount Point Marines recently. On June 27th, the Mount Ford Point Marines were honored with a Congressional Medal at the Emancipation Hall of the Capitol Visitor Center in Washington, D.C. In 2011, President Obama signed an order for the MPM to receive the honor of their state with the first African-Americans to become Marines during segregation. In early 1940s until the early 1950s, around 20,000 black men were recruited to the Marine Corps due to the President Roosevelt's Executive Order Number 8802, which called for the fair employment in the armed forces. Although recruited into the Marine Corps, black Marines were segregated from white Marines and trained at Montford Point in uh, Camp Lejean, North Carolina, represent for North Carolina, from 1942 to 1949. African-American Marines received basic training at Montfort Point during World War II. It was rough because they did not want us to be there to begin with, he said. Uh, Vaughn Withworth, he remembers his time at Montfort, and he recalls a time of segregation. They did not want, they did not want black training with the white Marines. He said, said Whiteworth, across the river in the swamp they build, they they built for the Black Marines. Well, when I arrived in 1943, they built a couple of barracks, and there there were that's where we trained. They put until 1949, and still integrated for the Marines. Well, was passed. There wasn't any real intention to use the MPM during the war, but as it progressed, they were needed. The NPM proved that they were just as capable as the white Marines and were stationed in various locations. African-American recruits who showed exemplary uh, skill were assigned to train over their platoons. Some of them elite Marines uh, include Mortimer A. Cox, Arnold R. Bisnick, Edgar R. Davis, Jr., H. Hashmark Johnson and Edgar R. Huff. Their skills and leadership led to them becoming the first black drill instructors. Their roles as staff at Montford Point would help to develop the African-American Marines with the support roles in the course following their graduation. Among being honored, the Congressional Medal, they were also honored as guests at the parade hosted by the Marine Corps and at the Marine Barracks in Washington, June 28th. Florida Congressman Corrine Brown was one of the many to help uh, spearhead the recognition the recognition of MPM. She stated that on her website. Certainly, it's necessary to honor all Americans Americans war heroes, self selfless service and sacrifice. In particular, those who served at the Montford Point. They answered our nation's call at the time, and our society was deeply divided along racial lines. As such, as many as the contributions were unrecognized, and many times they, they were not given the respect or recognition they deserved as Marines, as as Americans, and as patriots. Today's ceremony will go a long way towards correcting the past injustice and as the gold medal forever anchor their roles in the history of our nation's great military. Uh, that right there was a awesome story. And that also says, well, I know you guys got a lot to, pretty much to say about uh, 
uh, representing. I know it's kind of kind of late. Well, you know, it's, I see it's a, at least about thirty or forty or maybe fifty of them. You know, and that God bless them that they're still around to at least receive their uh, acknowledgement. Uh, so we send that a shout out there to to you guys. So they are they are making some changes. Uh, pretty much doing something and representing at least for them. Uh, now let's get somebody to represent for the ones out here on the and that's the next thing. Like I was saying last night, there was a topic that was brought up, and I wanted to, you know, anybody out there who's listening who has inside information on what's going on with that situation as far as unemployment, uh, what's, what is, you know, what is the real deal? Uh, when you guys, are you guys being told to go out on jobs? Because I've had, I've had a lot of people telling me that they're pretty much doing job searches or, and there's just not any jobs, and, and pretty much, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, under pressure, someone would get highly upset that they can find a job in their profession. Uh, I, I, I urge for you guys, scholars, and I want to try to get some of my, since I'm not in the school this summer, I, I can't talk, I haven't been talking to my, my teachers and my professors, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and get on up there before school starts so I can kind of find out what it is, what are the subjects that are most, uh, you know, needed now, uh, it's enough with the schools, you know, everybody's selling you a, a degree. It's time for us to figure out what it is that's economically <laughs> feasible for us to take up. You know, if you're going to take out a, loan, a direct loan, uh, now I would advise to anybody, what I'm into is you're always going to have uh, human services. Uh, it's always going to be a need for somebody to represent another individual because, like I said, we got. We're gonna have some coming home. We have a lot of people out here on the streets who have been dealing with mental illness and you know being shut out and and pretty much they didn't get the respect that they deserved when they came home. So now they've been out there wondering for years. So with that, you know, we have to be able to uh, counteract that problem with the people coming home, with the young young people coming home. Uh, I saw that couple out there. I did send them a shout out tonight that I'm on the radio. Uh, the the, uh, the young man wants to work with me, but as I see that they do have a lot going on, being it that they're on the streets with their their dog and their cat, and, and uh, she's expecting a baby. Uh, but like I said, you know, they, they're they just troopers. Uh, uh, if, if their animals can't go with them there, they're just going to hang out there. And so with that, he offered to help uh, with the radio station, and that's, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. But as long as he's out there, you know, I, I couldn't even... Uh, Expect you know I know it would make them feel good and it would probably give them something to do or in the daytime but I would really like for them to get housed and get off the streets really and because if they serve this country they shouldn't have come back here uh, with nothing so and and also to to you vets out there I know I have a lot of vets that listen in I have a lot of friends out there on Facebook you guys go ahead and send in some information uh, Cherokee was out there saying something about uh. There's some there's some resources that they can do, and also Richard said as well that uh, they should go in there and demand their money. And uh, you guys, if you're out there listening out there, give me a call and let me know what it is that they should do, uh, what they can do. Uh, Richard mentioned they need to file file some form, or you know, Richard, you're out there listening. Go ahead, give me a shout uh, so I can go ahead and shoot that information down there, and uh, maybe we can get them to go that way at least if they can see where they can get help from the VA or whatever, we, we can do that too. 
So uh, with that, it is now 10.40 p.m. It's August 6, 2012. You're representing on Genus Groove Dairy. <laughs> it is KXRW, your community connection internet radio station, broadcasting live here in Long Beach. And, uh, uh, well, I guess I said I, I do have a caller out there. So I was, hold on, let's take, take, a, take a listen and see who it is. Hello, who's out there? Hello, how are you? Oh, hey, what's going on? I am good. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear yes, me now? I can, I can hear you now. Good. Okay. You're live on so Genius What are you we're have to on? Say? Good news. Yes, we're on good news. You got some good news to spread. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, that is good news. Um, well, one thing is the reparations, um, one reparations venture that um, I have started taking. There are a few other groups also working on reparations, so I've been reaching out to as many as po- at least as many of the legitimate ones as possible, because some are using reparations as a tool to get to sell books and you know get on speaking tours. Um, so if anyone is interested in reparations, there's a six $6 trillion venture um, putting together the committee to bring that money to our community. Um, and people can contact Hotep Yan Kenyatta. Hotep is a Kemetic Egyptian word, H-O-T like Tom, E-P like Peter, Yan, Y like yes, A like Africa, N like Nigeria, and then Kenyatta, like Jomo Kenyatta, K-E-N, like Nancy, Y-A-T-T-A, on um, Facebook. And, you know, become a member of the committee or one of the subcommittees. Um, and in, in New York, there there are a few um, other ventures that are good news. There's a, um, a church doing a cookout, et cetera. So there's some positive things happening. And there's a media venture um, called Black Emergency um, going on. People can go on uh, Facebook again and type the word in Black Emergency and link up there. Um, so, yeah, some positive things happening, trying to turn a negative situation around. But, of course, with the reality that the challenges will still be faced and there are you know, uh, forces right there waiting to stop that positive, smiling face that we may come forward with. So still got to keep uh, a reality check in our pocket just in case we need to cash it. And you're listening to Gina's Blue Theory. Oh, you know what? Thank you for the shout-out. I didn't get a chance to uh, let Cortez listen to it, but I did post it on Facebook, right? Did you see me? Yeah. Yeah, you guys, he did me a, uh, what do you call that, a video, a video uh, uh, clip, intro? Uh, You mean the the link on Facebook? Yeah. That was shared? No, the the Sir Mask. Oh, and the music video. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, and the YouTube music video. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we put Gina in there. Gina Groovy, yeah. Gina and the Sun. I share, I share that. 
Remind them to yes, email thank me you very about much. those tracks. Oh, no problem. You know, we keep community supporting each other. It comes to baby boy talking to me. I shocked you when when I oh, picked you up. Everybody, so we, Jay is a is a at home uh, at home parent with his wife, raising their four children, homeschooling, and a great great dad. I represent for the kids over there, the cuties. Yeah, and, he definitely uh, wants to get on the internet. Oh yeah, Probably let me has get a on. young girl he wants to chat with, so I'm keeping Hello. an eye on him. Hello, come on, just chatteroo. You got to these kids got to chat. Um, you know what? Since you since you're my eye all into everything, but I know you get that east side my point of view. What is it that uh, you're you're you you can shoot about unemployment? Um, your line Have broke you up, but I said you said something about anything? unemployment. I mean, I. Yeah, what it, I mean, since you're my eye into the world, but I know you're on the say stats are different from us. Have you been keeping up with the unemployment? I know you, well, we know we all posted, we posted that uh, in the top ten, California had three cities. It was three cities in California. And, uh, well, I mean, what is your take on it? Uh, I mean, you're working with trying to get folks reparations, and you know we've gotten to the talk. And you know, I know you're serious about it. You you're doing that, and uh, you're looking for us to uh, overcome some some of the things. And I don't I don't know why anybody ne- never uh, tried to do that before. I really don't. But in the sense of you know your efforts and all that you do out of your own pocket, you know, I mean, just like you said, as far as me. You know, you you like you know we, we it's only one of us you know but we are still making it making it happen. I run this radio station, of course, you know, with what I have, and uh, well, with mostly God power. So we gotta send that shout out to God because without Him, nothing would be possible. But other than that, you know, it's all for the right reasons. It's all for the right purpose because somebody has to stand up and say, "Come on, let's get the community together. We can't just all just sit around and look at each other like, wow, you know, we're all just gonna just go for it and we're just." We're just gonna waste away, and whatever you know, man, gonna lay you down in the streets. <laughs> you know, whatever man, the European or whoever it is, gonna lay you down in the streets for, you know, stealing a piece of candy or something like that, or whatever. It's gonna, it, you know, it can, it can get really that. It, it seriously, it can get that serious, because folks is trying to really put us, <laughs> put us back. You know, just like a, a Dr. Amos said, Dr. Amos Wilson said. He said, to make the things, to change the things so that they remain the same. That, in other words, what it is, is that we're being made to think that we are changing only so that it can remain the same. Can you get that? Can you understand what that means in, in a sense of? It's it's a systematic, uh, uh, methodical. Uh, yes planned uh thing to keep us to keep us you know distract distract all your attention from what the real problem is what's really yeah. going on you know and that's also you know really genocide uh, over there over here and Katrina that if that wasn't genocide I don't know I don't know why nobody went to I don't know why no one was uh called for that cuz Three days or two, three days, you know, two, three days. Yeah, the you people, know, that, that. 
the Katrina, et cetera, won't be called genocide in traditional circles because the voices, the black voices that we have on TV tend to be puppets who will only, you know, emulate what they are told or what they believe uh, should be said, meaning there's some in media who may not be told directly, but they know if they don't say certain things that the system wants to hear, they'll be fired or transferred in the back room. Um, so, and on your point regarding uh, things not changing much, we're the foundation of civilization, and we're also the foundation of the financial system. So what happens is if you want to keep that foundation in its existing form, you just go from the slavery days to today, the slaves will have the cell phones and the netbooks, but their communities are still disenfranchised. If we, if you took you and I and your son and my children and dropped us in Africa as af average Africans in South Africa, we would probably be, you know, um, in shantytown or, you know, near to it, meaning the only difference between us and them is that America has raped much of the world and we're in a richer region, so the slaves have more tools. You know, we're not as broke as they are, um, and 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 that's. But you mentioned that you asked another question also. Um, to get, uh, the first point you raised, what was it, please? Oh, about unemployment. Yeah, unemployment. yeah. I said, do you get any take on um, uh, the employment? I mean, well, you guys are back east. Uh, you're back east, so I'm saying um, yours would be quite different from here. But you got me so you got me so you got me so that you know I was gonna do at, when I went to research, I got stuck because I I said you know statistics. <laughs> you got me so because it's like you know what where where can I get some real statistics for that? Well, I mean, where can you get real, some what for that? I'm sorry, real 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 statistics statistics for yeah yeah that's the tricky thing about about finding accurate statistics. Most of the statistical uh, research that we we find, when that's easy to find, comes from the same system and people that don't want to empower, you know, the community. Um, and even when it comes to unemployment statistics, um, labor relations, et cetera, they don't show the true unemployment typically broken down by uh, color, for instance, for black males, et cetera, usually. And even if they do, unemployment itself doesn't include underemployment. Underemployment means people have been out of work so long, they're not even counted. It's just like throw them over the cliff. You know, you pass your unemployment check them, you know, so jump at the nearest cliff and, and uh, you know, pray for, pray for heaven. So it's, it's really sad, you know. But I, I think on, on a positive good news side with shows like this and, and other shows and positive people, the first step is realizing that there are issues. And then once you know that, you know, look for positive ways to change things while you keep a reality check in your pocket when they come to smack us upside the head when we ask for freedom, justice, and equality. You know what? You know, I was thinking, um, I remember, you know, as growing up, my mom used to, you know, she used to always say, uh, um, you know, they, they used to deal with Jewish people. That was their thing. Uh, everything they, I mean, the, the the things they had, the things they owned, and, you know, it was, it, it's kind of crazy when I think about it. And, and they, uh, 
and my mom was real like uh, you know stern about uh, you know uh, putting money in a you know in a black man's hand to, to do anything for her. <laughs> so funny, you know. I'm gonna say because uh, I was brought up in a pretty much a upper middle class family, and, and these women were strong, tough characters. And, uh, you know, much love to them. Uh, they 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 did a really good job with me. But when I think about it, you know, that's uh, you know how she kind of regulated. And uh, the one time that she did decide to put, uh, she had this uh, guy, <laughs> uh, Jones. His last name was Jones. Who had him fix her furniture, and he had to refurnish and shellac and do all that. <laughs> he messed her stuff up, and she was just heated. She was just so heated. Now, the reason why I thought about that is because, you know, when we talk about uh, generating uh, dollars in our community, and, you know, then when you think of the reason why people don't want to generate their money in the community, because, for one, is it going to be quality? For two, you know, you're going to try to beat me. Uh, you know, I mean, you got all those those middle things. So, I mean, I, I kind of see where we're going to have to find a way to ease that, I mean, to... And how do you do that? But it's like, yeah. I mean, you, you know, everybody's not honest. And and, and uh, you got people who, just like what you said, that, you know, I mean, the, the the person who has all the money, the Europeans that have all the money, they, they're the biggest crooks, right? But the case is, you know, on our level, you know, this is these low crooks, you know, they, they're bottom crooks because they're just scraping the bucket. They're not yeah. really getting anything. I mean, Snatching, it, it, they're just equivalent of snatching purses, you know what I mean? Uh, robbing candy from babies, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, that's that's the level that they're stealing at. So the deal is, uh, you know, if if we say, okay, well, we could turn our, our, put our dollars, invest our dollars in our people, you know, then our people would have to be upstanding people. I mean, that means that they'd have to be no nonsense, no, you know what I mean? Straight up, be straightforward, honest. But I think I think it doesn't have to be totally um, the perfect situation. In all communities, you're going to have people that you know may be dishonest. But what Jews and um, people from India and Muslims and other cultures know is that they have to be strong as a group. So even if you know a Jewish person, not if when they, I have a Jewish landlord, and I can tell you, I've never had a good Jewish landlord. I've been writing and they've been kicking my ass for years um, and don't even care about it. And then on the flip side, they'll give um, one of the white residents quality service and clean their floor and fix up their place. And you go to court and try and get it done. And it's such a battle that sometimes I say, you know what, let me go finish this song or deal with my kids. Because I can spend three quarters of my day fighting the system, or I can spend a major portion of that empowering my children and my community. So something I just let slide. It's just like, oh, they spit on me a few times. I can't fight that. Um, so what they have done is they have convinced us that it's not right for us to work together and it's not right for us to say, well, hey, there are a lot of prejudiced Jewish people and Israel is killing Palestinians, etc. But it's okay for us to sit back and take the, the beating. Um, and so the black services that you talked about, that's a complex challenge because when you try and do business with black folks, sometimes they don't give you good service. I find typically if I try and do business, if it's a white person or a black person, even if the white person is prejudiced, they got to give me service, you know, 
I got my job done. But the brother will show up two hours late, uh, you know, not have the tools, and then want to eat all the chicken in the fridge and all the, you know. Uh, you <laughs> oh, know hello. Saying. Hello. Hello. Just like, wait a minute, bro. You had a fix. You want to help me? Oh, God. Oh, What's my God. Up? What Are you, you talking about chicken? me? You talking about me? <laughs> no, not you. Hey, about what I'm going through. <laughs> no, oh, my chicken. The KFC argument, Your Honor. My chocolate chip cookies. That 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 is yeah. blow up. My chocolate chip cookies. How could you? Uh, I don't know that story, but um, I guess that's sure, I, no, this is my story. Okay, my chocolate chip cookies. Okay, that's, I hope that's you're cool. not about to get rolled on in California by saying <laughs> what you're about to say. Oh, they better bring it. Okay, they don't want that. Power phrase. <laughs> they don't want any. They don't want any. Seriously. But yeah, you know this is the over. This is what I'm saying. You know, you know I do this. Look, you know it's it's been quite a while, a long while since I felt little overworked for doing what I do. You know what I've been doing this outreach and almost going on ten years, and you know what it's been the best part of my life. I mean, it's like it's been freeing. It's been, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, you just have to you just have to walk in my shoes. I, I mean, and everybody don't get that, but I I did. I, I caught it. You know, just say it's a bug. And I caught it, and uh, you know, ever since I've been doing it, it's like it was better than that a corporate job that I did. And you know, I mean, I got, I mean, I've never been as happy. You know, when I drove to the clips where I should have been living years ago, that I thought I should have been living, you know, to you know where I, my dream home is, I stood on those clips, and you know, this is like years later, and and I thought that I, you know I was always fearful to go back, you know, where I came from, because you know I thought it would bring like you know bad feelings, and I stood on the clips of Palos Verdes, and I looked, and I. And I felt really good. It I didn't feel like sad. I didn't feel depressed. I looked at all the houses. It was more houses than you know. Last time I was there, it was only they were just building the houses. So I was like, wow. And I was like, and I felt good. And I said, today, you know, it's a more of a, you know, it's not all about financial finances and financial things. It's not, you know, I mean, if you if you got love and if if one another can kind of uplift each other. See what I that's what I did learn. You know, it's. It's good to give somebody an uplift. Uh, 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 you know, I mean, we all have, you know, like I like I always used to say back in the day, I say, well, you know, when people are self-defeatists and they, you know, they're always beating themselves up. You know, those people that are always like, oh, I do this and I, it's like, you know, don't, you know, don't beat yourself up. You know, don't, don't beat, I mean, the world, the world's whooping your ass good enough already. So don't beat yourself up. Don't join on the bandwagon on whooping on yourself, you know, because. The world is already going to condemn you for whatever the case may be. So you have to at least look look inside yourself and feel just like somebody. It was somebody who acted. It was you this morning that asked Todd. You said, um, do, when he looks in the mirror, does the person he see it does he, does he like or does he does he smile or something that you said? And you know, I got a writing like that where where it says it's, it's called the art of uh, break. It's the the art of breaking up. Um, no, the art of a painful breakup. And it's like, is the the face in the mirror that you see, you know, does it make you happy? Do you know, are you still complete? Uh, even though that you might not have that relationship that you might want, but are you pleased with who you look at in that mirror? And being that when you get to that point in life, then, you know what I mean, then that's where you you overcame some things. But I'm telling you, the past few weeks, boy, boy, I tell you, ooh, I, it, my, 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 I've been tried. I've been tried. <laughs> it really, you know, you know, I've been tried, right? Yeah, I've been tried. That shows that that chicken can be, you know, analogous to whatever people take advantage of that they shouldn't in in your kitchen or in your you know life. 
Um, but it shows the maturity level, meaning that people will just come into an office or a home and uh, take things without considering that, you know, at least ask, replace, or leave some for the other people that, that may need it, you know. And that, if you don't mind, that actually ties into uh, white-collar crime because our people tend I you to were do the smaller crime. I mean, when I say smaller, you know, hit off a, uh, some chicken or, you know, go to a store and try and steal $100 but use a gun to do it, you know. White-collar criminals, they go, they get their degrees, and then they do their crime. They become accountants or lawyers or politicians or, you know, school principals. So, so because a lot of times we haven't, um, either for academic reasons, financial reasons, or just motivational reasons, not pursued, uh, you know, often higher levels of education or certification, we don't get to do the crime the way they do it, you know, <laughs> through treaties and embargoes. Oh, okay, and now, okay. Now, <laughs> so and you, know, now, news, you know what I yeah, feel about that old news, crime stuff. Yeah. Come on, come on, you know. That's just like uh, Brenda. Well, you know, we had to we had to feed my be like Biggie's mom. I had to feed my baby's daughter. Uh, uh-uh, wait a minute, hold up. Now, I don't now represented. I've been out here almost ten years now. <laughs> don't give them an easy way out on that one. Now there's food banks. There's all kinds of places that you can go and get little assistance. Now you might not go get no cash, but there's places you can go to. Now let let us not think that we can go and snatch somebody's purse or hit somebody over the head or. You know, grab somebody's wallet or, you know, steal somebody's car, you know, and that's just going to feed our family. That's going to feed your daughter. And that ain't even cool. You know, I mean, come on. There are ways. You know, this is this is what it sounds to me about people who, who say that today. It's like, well, you know, we had to do what we had to do to eat. Yeah, whatever. Come on. You know, bogus. You know, come on. I mean, I know it's hard out here. We had a rough start, just like the whole Monopoly thing. We, we, put, we broke it down by Monopoly. Who, from the beginning... European got five thousand, and when it trickled on down to by color, we got fifty dollars. We started that's what we started off with. <laughs> so you know, we started off, you know, you know, screw, you know, come on. How do you come back from that? And in the game of Monopoly, if you land on, if you got fifty dollars and they all got five thousand, and Asians got five hundred and you got fifty, and then you know, hey, and it, it, you land on somebody's property, what happens? What happened? <laughs> Dr. Claude Anderson, represent for him. He's on the DVD. He brought that out, and he put it just like that. They, they tell, He tells it every year at Christmas for his family. He is a well-renowned Harvard graduate. Okay. So, bottom line is this. Monopoly, you, you end up either you go bankrupt or you go to jail. <laughs> so, that's yeah, where we're monop- at. The Monopoly analogy works if the group playing the game are playing by the same rules. The problem with oppressed groups, and whether it's, you know, uh, black uh, Americans or Caribbean blacks or et cetera, et cetera, we go to the board, and when people land on our property, instead of them paying us, guess what they do? They take our property. <laughs> now, I'm serious. The rules of life, if we live thinking that, the books we read, whether they're holy books or constitution, etc., mean that we can play by those same rules. We're in for a rude awakening because you go to the job with a better resume and a better presentation, and they end up hiring the person that's not as good as you. Or you train people on a job, and guess who they bring up? 
the person that you train who doesn't have your skills. Um, so if, if we operate knowing we got two worlds, one is their world and their rules and their books and their philosophies, but then in the real world, okay, yeah, you say that if you're white. Now, how does that relate to a brother walking up to a cop saying, yo, officer, what are you giving me that ticket for? You shouldn't do that, you know? That, that may not go too well when you match brown skin with a bullet. So it's a tricky balance knowing that, and, and until we change the world to one where people aren't judged by skin color, the news will be sometimes good, but typically uh, not so good. Well, in the sense of, you know, I only brought that up because uh, cause I know we were talking lighthearted. We're pretty lighthearted tonight. You know, it, it should, this, if anything, it should empower uh, people out there to be alert, to be, to know that somebody's out here talking about it. Now, speaking on what you just said, that what that does kind of touch on the unemployment situation. Um, uh, being at that, okay, that we have been through all that we have been through, that that explains it all. So on top of that, you know, you you know, you couple that with uh, unemployment, um, and then you know, uh, somebody else getting a job, you know, before you or you train, oh, that's a blow up. You know, I, you know, when I was working at that company, uh, that corporate company, that I had the big thing with that pretty much got me where I am today. Uh that was <laughs> it's kinda it's kinda funny how uh you know but they they had more money than I had to fight it. And and that's with any company in an in an employer employer and employee situation. You know, um for one for one uh I sh- you know that's why I urge people to just you know, if you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable in a workplace, you know, to just get on about it. If they're not going to help you, they're not going to do anything about it. Because that's another thing, too. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there who, probably, who are going through things on the job, you know, miserable stuff. You know what I mean? You'd be surprised, you know. And it, 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 it's just ugly to think about. But I know I, what I went through, and I know what I went through, what I said with that first comp, that male uh, therapist who, he told me his story. I was like, wow. And he, but he was crying, and I was like, man, you know what I mean? You know, usually men don't cry. And shout out to Brian on the getting that book about uh, men that cry in the dark or men cry in the dark. And they said that's a good mo- a good book for you, for men to read. But um, uh, to see him cry, you know, it really touched me because it was like, wow, you know, you only think that that kind of harassment and intimidation and stuff like that would happen to a woman. And uh, you got to consider the therapist was right. Yeah, the therapist I went to see. You mean you went to talk to the therapist to get some therapy, and the therapist ended up crying? Yes. Hello. Oh, that's crazy. That's why he was a man. He, yeah. but I, but I kind of started. You ended up him. having to hug him like, "Come on, man, it's gonna be okay." Oh my no, god! No, I can't me? take it. Oh my god! I, I, Don't jump, brother. We love you. My right hand to Jesus. I was like, wow. I mean, could you imagine what I was thinking? Now, I'm all, I'm a bundle of nerves. I got all these, uh, uh, I got anxiety, dysfunction, disorder. I didn't even believe in that. <laughs> I didn't think that was a real thing. I thought that was for people who, you know, just want to get over. <laughs> That's why I understand what people must think when they see when they see a homeless person. You know, you know, the first initial thing you you want to judge, you want to say this and that. That's why I'm so glad to be representing for all of them out there because they're the most unique people. You know, you'd be surprised when I bring when I bring bring them to everybody. You'd be like, wow, you know, uh, it's not what you really think. And you know what media does do is mainstream media. It shows you what they want you to know, and uh, what I'm going to bring to everybody is what they don't want you to know. So. 
So you, so you can keep on still being biased and still being judgmental and still saying, oh, don't help those people. They, oh, my God, they're just, you know, I mean, you need to get to know who these people are and how they live. Uh, you, you know, just just like, you know, some go to work. I mean, when I bring it, I'm going to bring it. It's, it's going to make you. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's some awesome stuff. I like that. And that's true. And that's true. And that's true. And that that is one thing that I I can say that I represent here is at least the honest the truth. Uh, let's go ahead and represent for what time it is. It is now eleven o eight p.m. Uh, it's August 6, 2012. You're representing here with KXRW, Gina's Groove Theory, your community connection internet radio station. You're out here with me, Gina J. Uh, we're uh, discussing uh, pretty much, we, we touched on a, pretty much a lot of things so far, like we always do. We always end up talking about something. Um, a lot of people say, well, what is your topic going to be today? And you know what? Some days I have my topics already ready, and then some days I switch at the last minute. Because it's more so, you know, I get something else that, you know, needs to be more so addressed. Um, I want to always, you know, make sure that what I'm bringing, is, it's it's uh, it's what we need to know more so, you know, what we it's what we need to know, what we got to know, and what we're going to have to deal with. And, and how, you know, it, it, we have to get to some type of an agreement between us all that we can come to some something where we can, your your reparations that you're, you're putting in effect when it gets ready and it's ready to hit the press, um, you know, when you and your group, you know, finishes up, you know, you know, we we need a plan, you know, and just like we just said, you know, you know, stop talking about it and do something about it. <laughs> He's a cut up. Yeah. I think he ran off most of my list. <laughs> He's a cut up, but you know, shout out there to him too because he brought it like it was. Like I said, you know, hey, he was pretty much harsh, but he was speaking from the Vietnam vet, uh, you know, uh, experience, and uh, you know. Hey, you know how they were treated, and that's another thing. You know, uh, history has has just repeated itself time and time again. You know, with the, you know the uh, the citizen, the the civil the civil servant, the everybody. You know, I mean, you know, being uh you know done you know incorrectly. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what society of uh, a corporate or what you know business, what type of. Uh, corporation or you know what the job detail is you know you can just be susceptible to employer abuse uh employer abuse and mistreatment and you know what i'm saying so you get the job and then you know i mean you know how hard it is to get these jobs nowadays i'm hearing people doing three interviews four interviews i mean i know i did one you know for the job that's coming up for me but um that was one but you know one but then also, too, I had to bring a lot of stuff, you know, of course, being state, you know, state, you know, but other than that, uh, these jobs are hard to get, and then once you get in there, and then you're up in there, and, then, you know, it's an uncomfortable thing, you know what I mean? So, you know, either you don't make, you make, you don't make it in, or you make it in, and then you don't be able to stay. Yeah. I have a question on a clarification regarding job, et cetera. Did you say that um, all groups are experiencing the same challenges now getting a job, meaning black, white, everybody. I think that's what you said. Oh, no, I didn't say that. Oh, I no, uh, said something to that effect. I, no, I, I, I had brought a story. Now, now, listen, I had brought a story about three weeks ago about mm-hmm. uh, the situation with the Afri- the African uh, immigrants here and their situation as opposed to the 
black American uh, situation with jobs and school and, you know, oh, I brought, okay. I brought that like three weeks ago because, uh, you know, we were under the, the impression, and I got this out of the African uh, African Times, um, oh. we were under the impression that uh, that the African immigrants that come over here to go to school and, you know, get their, that they were, you know, uh, they were at higher advantage than we were, we are, you know, but come oh. to find out, nope, there is just as disadvantage as we are, as, you know, women are, as, you know. All in the same boat. Did the did the article indicate any specific numbers, or was it general sentiments about you know their position? Um, actually, it was it was written about it was from their general position. It was it wasn't about uh it wasn't about percentage. Okay. I, it it seems as though whether um, today with Africans or African Americans or four hundred years ago. The the status has not changed in terms of the position, meaning if you're brown, stay brown. If you're black, go the hell back. You know, if you're white, you're all right. That hasn't changed. What changes over time is the economics of a nation or a region. So when things are good, then the slaves can eat two pieces of chicken and not, you know, <laughs> just the bone. And when things are bad, the ch- slaves got to eat the bone or the chitmans or, you know, Eat the, eat the you kill <laughs> so when white people are experiencing pain, it doesn't mean that things are equitable for everyone. It just means that black folks are getting more pain. Just like when you see the Occupy Wall Street movement. You know, when things start tough, white young people are like, hell no. You know, we want a piece of that money. Um, it wasn't about, hell no, we need to change the system so that everyone has a fair share and that we're not you know, having an unfair distribution of wealth. Um, but on a on a good news tip, because you mentioned the good news, so I'm trying to keep that in. I have, a strat- I have a strategy people can use. Some may have been using it, I don't know, when they're shopping. Now, mind you, if you're shopping for chewing gum or something that costs less than $10, it may not work as well because the store is not motivated if they're losing $10 versus, you know, 100 But if you're spending 50 100 or a car, what you do is you go in and negotiate the lowest price you think is possible. Let's say the thing costs 500 and you get it down to 450 Then just when you're about to close the deal, make sure you didn't sign an agreement. Make sure you didn't verbally confirm because then that could be called, you know, that's a legal contract. Just say, well, you know, it sounds good. Yeah, okay, 450 Then say, oh, man, I would do this, but I, I can only afford 420 if you can't do that, I'm going to have to leave your store. Most of the times, I find, they go for it. They don't want to lose that money. Now, if they're playing tough, start to walk slowly away. Oh, okay. And sometimes, guess what happens? What? <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, I think I lost him, guys. Uh, I guess he was pretty much telling us how to uh, regulate as far as he's pretty good at uh, uh, shopping and and uh, getting good prices. I, I think he has, a, I think his cell phone is only uh, $20, $22 or his home phone. I'm like, wow. That's, and, I, and he negotiated that down. Well, you got to have pretty good negotiating skills to be able to do that. I know this much. You have to be able to negotiate 
and he is definitely a negotiator. Hi, you're back? Hold on. Let's see. I think he's back. Yeah, something happened. Hello. Hi. I yeah, I, I see you got yeah, in the middle I of what I was what, telling I everybody know. that you're a negotiator. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You keep but talking I, when I'm talking. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, uh, but, James yeah. James Brown said, this um, is a man's world. No, I'm just messing Okay, it's a woman's world. Yeah, no, but, yeah, but seriously, now, well, you know, most of us are not going to be able to negotiate. You know, most, most of us, you know... We, it's like I was telling them out there, um, you're pretty good at, you know, negotiating and, uh, you know, I've I've heard you in, in uh, you know, in, in action, you know, but some of us can't negotiate. Some of us uh, don't have I mean, that. No, you know, we can. Again. We can. Listen, if we're hanging on a basketball court and somebody is playing ball and it's our turn, we're going to say, yo, but it's my turn. What's up? What's up with that? We can. It's just I think that in certain environments, we are not used to standing up, meaning if we're in a store, if they tell us $20, we used to pay in 20 If they tell us jump, we used to jump in. Instead of saying, hold on, but 20 is too much. I can afford 19 and then start stepping away and get it down to 18.50. you got to watch how Jewish people do things. Those people are masters at that. They get the price as low as possible, and then when they leave, you end up paying them for the service. You're like, wait a minute. You're supposed to pay me. How come I'm paying you for my own chicken? Something's wrong here. No, just get, just try it. In small stores, maybe, going for an orange juice, just to bust out the king. Say, okay, I can only do 59 cents or whatever. We can do it. Good news, we can do it. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, that kind, of, that kind of thing kind of works at the swap meet, but my mom always says, don't spend money at the swap meet because that's a blow up. And pretty much, I kind of, since I've got older, I do understand that. And it's kind of like where, where, where we put our dollars. Let me go ahead and check in with the time. It is now 11.17 p.m. It's August, August, what is today? August 6, 2012. Representing here on KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. This is Gina's Groove Theory. You're out here with me and Jay. We're out here uh, kind of tossing it about. And uh, Jay is once, as always, bringing some good uh, information on how we can kind of you know, curb, uh, curb some of uh, our spending, how how we should think more thrifty, uh, kind of sort of what he does. I, I hear him bargain all the time. Um, and and, it's, and it, it pretty much works for you, though, right? Yeah, I'm on my cheap what, phone what right now. What, what, should I, what, should, what should I have in my mind when I go into the store and I'm, and I'm ready to bargain? Well, before you go in, make sure it's something that you need. And if not, don't get it. If it is something that you need, not something that you want, but something you need, then first, before going into one store, do a quick Google search and see if there's some better deals and call. Meaning, instead of going from you know ten blocks away to ten blocks away and spending two hours, call each store. Say, hey, yeah, I'm calling about that nail stuff that you sell. Da da da. How much is it? Oh, can I get it for fifteen dollars? Because I can't afford that. Da da da. And then go to the store. Now, once you get to the store. Um, what I do is I, I typically, if I'm, unless I'm using one, a card that I have, I keep my money flipped with a note on it. What it's for? Okay, this is to pay for diapers. This is to pay for so-and-so. And the reason is that way you don't spend more than you anticipate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And once you get in, if you can negotiate lower prices, try to. If it's something that costs 50 cents or a dollar, it's unlikely 
even sometimes $5. But some stores I go and I get it less than 5 If I go for a big orange juice, I say, no, man, I can do four fifty. you know. Um, so, yeah. But do the research nope. and then make sure it's a need, not a want. And then go in, negotiate, and then come out. And if it's not something that's urgent and they won't give you a better price, uh, you know, take your money elsewhere. So uh, pretty much it's kind of like the I'm going to get you sucker um, movie had it where uh, I think, was that Chris Rock? I think, and he walked in and he wanted a rib. He was like, hey, how much for a rib? <laughs> that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, he said something. Like, well, give, me, give me a, I think he already asked for it or something silly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, know me. Finesse, you know me. You know, more finesse than that seed, but that's about it. <laughs> Always have, I I always have to have a little bit of finesse. How about what? a rim? You always got to have a little bit of finesse. How about a rim? A red one? A rim, R-I-M. A rim? On a what? Yeah. For a what? You know, if you go to a car store, can't afford a Mercedes, well, let me get a rim. Walk away, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Build up over 40 years. <laughs> Yes, okay. Well, you know what? You're going to have to teach me when you get down here uh, to Cali. You have to show me how to do this bargaining because I don't know. I got to see. I got to see. You know, you got to show me. So it kind of sounds a little bit like panhandling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's I'll be there. You sure I don't need like two, like three cups and a, you know, a penny or something or a ball or marble or something like that? Like, come on. No, let's no. This one. no okay. Let's. Thank you. Well, uh, well, I'm gonna see if I can because it takes a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of suave, I, I would say, to be kind of smooth. I, I see Cherokee do Cherokee does it at the powwow, and usually mm-hmm. when he's like a, he'll go around the you know the booths at first. <laughs> it's so funny. He'll go around the booths at first, and we'll all go with him, and then he'll sneak off, and then he'll come back with a, you know, a deer huff, <laughs> a big mm-hmm. drum, you know. <laughs> It's like, you know, how much was it? It was six hundred, I got it for three hundred. Like, wow. But when you're doing kinda of, when you're doing that kind of bar one thing I noticed about him is that he, he never uh takes you with him on that second run. You know, on the first one he just goes around and he prices stuff. And then he slips off and nobody's paying attention and he just comes back in, you know. He's he's amazing. I I think uh, probably if we can get him to tell some of his secrets too on how he seems to get away with it too, it's like okay. We can yeah. utilize that. Yes. Um, some, you know, and what was that? On some of the trips, if he could let people see his uh, tactic technique, the reason is he's one of the older generation, and we need the elders and older generation to help the younger generation to learn some of these tactics. Um, so y'all got to sleep with him sometimes. Or take some binoculars, you know, check him out, do a James Bond on him. Hey, you know what? Uh, speaking of that, uh, yeah, you, you guys liked on my Facebook on Facebook today uh, what you had uh, put out there about uh, exactly what you're just talking about right now about uh, you know uh, the older people, you know the older people teaching the younger people a lesson. Yeah. Would you like to share that? Yes, yeah, a culture, a community is only as strong as the youth. So even if you have great elders in a community, if the youth aren't learning some of the skills, tactics, and history, what happens is that then you have no future. And once the elders start to die off or, you know, go to play golf, et cetera, the young people are lost 
that's, you know, fending for themselves. So our elders, you know, we, where, where possible, we rarely need to share. And that's why I call and try and communicate what I know as much as I can. Because, you know, who knows, I could go out in New York and get hit by a truck by mistake, and that's it. But at least you share your knowledge so that people can have it to reflect on. So we need to share. And, and even if the elders aren't aware, because sometimes they have their own stresses going on, retirees have a lot of drama also, you know, we can remind them and say, hey, well, how do you do that? Or, what did you mean about slavery? I never heard about that experience that you mentioned. Or what's that word? Like I can speak to older people sometimes, and they mention some idioms, some slang that I don't even know. One brother on Facebook, opio, said something about a term with a cat. Right, and I said, I wrote him back. What does that mean? I have to, I have to check him out, you know, on my email. So yeah, elders, we have to show the young people um, continually where we can. I know we have a lot on us, but let's help them. Yeah, you know, come to think about it, I was, uh, I just so I, I wasn't really deeply into uh, my Facebook. Really, I was just kind of checking messages, and that, there's somebody out there. Uh, I'm gonna have to delete him because. <laughs> He is just, but he cutting up. Okay, uh, he didn't put up some ladies, you know, and I, 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 I'm cool on that. Uh, you know, I was, I, I, went, I was ladies? on my phone. I, don't... I was on my phone. Yeah, scantily clad ladies and oh my goodness. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ladies on top of ladies and oh, I gotta get that off my face. You know, I mean, uh, you know that. I mean, it, you know, that they should keep that kind of stuff kind of sort of like uh, on your own freak. Uh, Facebook or whatever. Uh, I mean, come on, everybody's down with the get down. I mean, just tacky, just tacky. But yeah, I was on my phone, so I I couldn't delete it. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, oh, sh-. you just reminded me. I need to go go out there and check that and get that off of there because uh, it's not a representation of me or anything that I'm about. And uh, yeah, the, so the um, there's a huge place in life for oxygen, water, and sex. But in some web pages and discussions, it's not the place to, you know, um, confuse the issues. Because otherwise, people, instead of focusing on these issues, they're going to be focusing on, you know, the hot pants, et cetera. And um, so, yeah, I get that on my page, too. On my Facebook page, I try to not have things that are going to distract from the main theme. But I have other pages where people want to talk, you know, more on a um, a personal uh, level than they can click on that page. Um, so, yeah. You oh, really? Yeah. The Freaknik? Yeah. Oh, really? The Freaknik page? The Freaknik oh, page? <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? To tell the people. <laughs> what, is, what is it called? To tell people. Well, I'm going to tell you now. I haven't been on it in a while because my, my... Oh, okay. Here we oh, go. Here, here we, remember, to, keep it real here. Here it is. Here it is. It's, it's well, called we only keep it's it 100% here. It's called we, sex science. Sex what? Science. S C I E N C E. So sex science? Yeah, it's on wow. Facebook. Okay, you guys. Science, sex like science. Biology, sex. chemistry, physics, science. And and also the okay. The, mm, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the, the the meaning is that a lot of people don't research and consider that part of life as a science, meaning, you know, doing research, reading up on it, looking at statistics, evaluating their personal positions, um, talking with their associates or mates, finding out more. They don't approach it as a science. You know, you need to approach it like a science. And then, you know, when it's actually time, you know, flip out your notes. Okay, page 
table of contents, page six. You know, it doesn't have to be that serious. But I'm saying is you really got to approach it to master it. And there are ways to, you know, to do that. So, yeah, it's a small group. It started maybe two weeks ago. And it's interesting. It's nothing over-the-top because over-the-top stuff, you know, that might be something for someone else or another discussion. But, yeah, it's all relative. So what is it? Is it just a just discussion about what you so guys right just discussed? Right now, I'm on the page, and let's see now. Um, Faith, who is into tantric yoga, um, she's in there. Oh, yeah, go figure. Yeah. Go figure. And, uh, Martial arts, yes. Go figure. I should have known. Yeah, hey, everybody, no, go out there and check out martial arts and how. <laughs> I know it's probably something that we can get our bodies in tune with because you know how you do it. You, I, I couldn't see you doing anything too more far-fetched than that. You're yeah, a motivator. Thank you. Huh? I just learned from other people, you know, like we all do. It's then up to us to share it, meaning a lot of folks that they have some knowledge in some field, but often if it's not shared, you know, no one benefits. But what tantric yoga is is a form of yoga that is more a sensual approach to it. So it differs from a martial art, even though there are some, you know, correlations. Like you do martial arts, it's good to do some yoga and it's good to do some meditation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Okay. So, yeah, hopefully folks will check the page and join and communicate and negotiate. Are there any, any, um, oh, support me. Go ahead. Finish it. I'm sorry. No, that was it. I just had to get that, let that Uh, rhyme off one time. Hit me. Hey. Oh, let it off, huh? Um, no, I was gonna say, are there any, um, any, is there like a step-by-step instructions on how to, you know, do these exercises? Which ones of the exercises? You mean tantric or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean tantric, the. Uh, I am, yeah, just regarding that tantric yoga, that is not something that I am well versed in. I, I'm, I'm okay. a newbie to it, but she is oh. more experienced than the other people who are also in that. Okay. I mean, you know, but but, but for that also. to learn more on, I'm sorry for interjecting, but, but for people to learn more on any subject, um, a good approach is using search engines and even Wikipedia and cross-referencing. So if you hear a term that you don't know and the radio show they don't discuss it more, maybe because they think you know it or, or maybe we haven't been clear enough, then you write it down and look it up yourself because it's impossible for one show to teach everybody everything that they need to know in that time period on the discussion. I mean, it's impossible that people have to approach radio shows like they're students, write notes, you know, call in if they can, and if they can't, go and do additional research. No, so too. That's why I try to, you know, uh, tell everybody to get a pen and a piece of paper, especially when I'm going to go ahead and drop some names for them to check out some people, because I, I do realize this ever ever since uh, before life changed for me, and I was, uh, you know, going to Cerritos and uh, going for my psychology degree. Um, you know, I had uh, I, I had aspirations towards, uh, you know, writing a book. Then, you know, not that I knew I was going to go through all that I, I, I endured to end up here. Um, but the one thing that I, I, I figured that I wanted to write the book for was because I wanted to I wanted to get my education so that I could represent, you know, when I write my book. See, you know, one thing I, I, I thought like this, and, you know, people tell me it's different now, but I thought like this, that 
you know, if I come out and I tell people that, you know, this and that works, this and that is this way, that, you know, they're going to most likely, and most people do want to know, you know, how you know this and, you know, uh, you know what, inf- I mean, what's your success rate? And then, I, you know, I remember that that's one thing I was particular on. I never listened to anybody tell me, and I and I tell people this today, uh, don't ever do what somebody else asks you to do. Or don't ever listen to somebody else tell you what you should do. Never do what anybody else wants you to do or what they consider that you should do. Simply because, and this is what I learned over a period of years, people, when they tell you something, that's from their perspective, and they're going to tell you what they feel you should do. In the end, if you mess up, if it blows up, if it doesn't work, you know, you, I mean, really, it's better to fail at something that you, you know, fail at because you failed at it as opposed to falling, failing for something that you listen to some other person tell you who who really, you know, is not an expert. At, you only, only I can make the decisions and choices that lead to my destiny. Only I can, and only God takes me further than that. So it's like, in that sense, and you know, we, you know how you feel about it, but in the sense, yeah, but only I can make those decisions. And if you listen to somebody else, you know, it feels real. I, I remember, I remember a lot of times that I used to, you know, I mean, as much as you know, someone would tell you do this, well, do it this way, do it, you know, and you go ahead and do it, and then it just blows up. You know, I can remember how I felt, and then I finally, as I got older, I felt like this. I'm like, you know, damn, I feel more so worser. I feel worse that I did some something that this idiot, <laughs> you know, this idiot told me. And then as you get older and you start seeing the people that are always telling you something and they're like total bumbleheads, it's like, wow, you know, I'm no names, no names. It's like, how could she ever, you know, I mean, or how could he, you know, because they, I mean, as opposed to life, he's the same age, but they do more stupid stuff. I mean, they, they're just living nuts. And, and it's like, wow, I listened to this person. It is a cold reality when you realize that you are listening to an idiot. You know, a blind man can't lead a blind man. <laughs> I think that's the way my mom used to put it. The blind can't lead a blind or whatever the case may be. You know, follow your own instincts. Follow your own gut. You know, I mean, what, do what you want to do. Because the worst case scenario, if you, if you don't, if you fail, you can only say you failed at what you wanted to fail at, <laughs> pretty much. And that's that's my motto when it comes to that. Um, let's go ahead and check in with the time. Uh, it is now 11.34 p.m. We were representing here with Gina's Groove Theory uh, at KXRW, your community connection internet radio station broadcasting live here in Long Beach. Uh, it's been pretty a uh, pretty solemn night tonight. Uh, I think we pretty much touched on some things. You know we're going to have, well, hopefully I think uh, 12 o'clock, as you guys know, you guys stay logged in past 12 o'clock, and then you guys can roll with me in the last hour. Um, sometimes I'm not really sure because depending on when I scheduled, um, I don't get that last hour, but I do believe we'll get it tonight. Um, so at 12 o'clock, you guys know I do my extra, you know, just in case, so I can end the show with an ending. And um, and then after that hour, you know, goes we go into that 12, after that 12 o'clock hour, then I'll come back after you know, my music break in it. We'll continue this conversation. Um, you know what? It was um, it was something that Lubit had said yesterday, where she was uh, speaking on um, uh, something about you know talking about lies, and then <laughs> I got an email, 
my email today said that it was something on the news about people lying and you know some some you know they I guess they were taking stats or polls, uh, Jay, on people who tell lies and people who you know consider lying you know over anything else. Um, uh, I, I gotta pretty much touch on it uh, sooner or later. I don't know. I, since you've been out here with me, I think. Yeah, I, you know, in the beginning of the show, that I, I did uh, that last hour was always dedicated to relationship questions and relationship concerns because there's a lot of men and women out here who um, are looking for, uh, you know, relationships, and then there's some out here looking for fun. So, you know, we do a we did a lot of talking about that, and then we had the whole thing about the blue, bleak, bleak, whatever. And I know I'm explicit, but you know, I'll just go ahead and leave that. But we had a big old thing about that, and. You know, the men out here, oh, these ladies out here, they are cut up, they're cut up. But, yeah, we, we had that going on for a few weeks. And so since you've been out here, we haven't had any relationship uh, uh, topics. And since I'm like an hour shorter now, um, I don't know, maybe we can take that last hour. I mean, you're pretty good. I, you kind of been giving me a little bit of advice and, and, you know, giving your point of view. You know, maybe we can get the people out there, some of the guys, the girls out there to add on and to join in on the conversation uh Tell us where their point of view is, I mean, where they're at, you know, um, as far as dating, the dating scene, right? Um, and see if we can uh, get some things together. I, I, I posed this question, what, a couple of days ago, you know, about the, uh, you know, cause somebody was telling me the other day that they went to the dating match.com or whatever, and uh, I hear there's Christian mingle people. You know, if you're going to find somebody good, you got to find them in the church, <laughs> in the church huh, Jay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned some, some uh, interesting stuff. I think that, uh, from my perspective, um, a, a person's value um, might not necessarily be tied to their religious um, title, because many religions that uh, we, uh, you know, follow were basically forced on us. So, in business and in personal life, I, I try to, you know look at the person, not if they're Muslim or Christian or atheist, because if the people are good people, what you'll find is that the religion comes as a an addition, not as the addition. The addition would be the definite article. The addition is good people. But a addition is religion or, you know, um, their, their study habits, etc. Um so on some things, we, we have a slightly different perspective. I don't think that God makes miracles anymore. I think the only miracle we get is birth. After birth, you you better have your groove on. Because <laughs> I told a, a, a station giving out some religious um, texts, and the very last thing they told me was, are you making a donation today? And I asked them, you know, is God still taking U.S. currency? I, I didn't know. I thought, you know, he could print all this stuff. Like none, you know. Um, religion often, I think, is a tool of the group that has the most power, you know. And it also ties to the point you were making about a, a teacher and people doing what they think is best. I'm, I'm going to use my OPP um, opposing point of view on that because sometimes oh. we don't have time to master everything, right? Right. So whether it's uh, yeah. a lot or accounting, or um, business strategies, or music production, da 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 Sometimes I try and identify people who know more than me in the field, but who I also can trust, 
And then if the accountant says, look, man, if you take that strategy, you're going to get jacked. It works for white people. It don't work for black people. Here's the tactic. Ba, ba, ba. I may I look into it for a minute, but I'm not going to spend too much time if I trust the person. Um, so um, the, so it, it comes to the experience of the person, though. If it's not experienced in what you need to know, they can mislead you, maybe not even on purpose. They may just not know how it works in the hood. You know, they may say, "Yeah, how did you do it? Oh my God, you just do this, this, this," and you say, "Yeah, but that's it. Over in Hollywood, sat it up in here, we got shot." <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, in that sense, in that sense, uh, well, okay, well, at you know what, I got a caller out there, so let me go ahead and touch him. Somebody's coming out to represent. Uh, hold on one second. Let's see who it is. Hello, you're here with Gina on Gina's Group Theory. Hello. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe in fact that they're they're having a little bit of uh, complications, but uh, like. Well, we have still we have 19 minutes left of this part of the uh, show, so we'll just go ahead and you can go ahead and touch back on what you were saying. Um, do you want somebody you to elaborate? Do you want me to elaborate? Um, you made the point about having people with experience that we could piggyback off and you know save time or another. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean as far as uh, you mean as far as the relationship? Uh, Situation you're talking about piggybacking off of someone else? Yeah. Well, what I meant was you had mentioned that we shouldn't ever take other people's advice without doing our due diligence. In other words, you know, making sure it fits up. Sometimes in life there isn't time. I think I find that to be the case if it's a new relationship and I don't know the person and their expertise. They may have it on paper, but I don't know if they're telling me the full deal. Maybe they want more money, or maybe they're not really true blue or down. But if you know the person and you know that their guidance is right, unless they're saying something that's obviously over the top, uh, you know, oh, okay, if they know their shit, then, okay, we can roll with that. They say, okay, go to the dentist and, and ask for a certain type of uh, treatment. I'm going into I'm going to ask for that. Um, and you'll find that very powerful and super, you know, successful people in any industry. They have people, think tanks and people in their corner that are advisors, and in many cases, you know, they're going to um, uh, at least take that feedback and if not execute it, you know, not spend too much time on it. Now, if you're talking something drastic like open heart surgery, then maybe you say, okay, I appreciate that feedback, Mr. Medical Doctor, I know you for 20 years, and I'm just going to get a second opinion, you know, just on, on just for for my comfort zone to be, uh, you know, comfortable. Comfortable comfort zone. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Gina's good uh, theory. Uh, are yeah, you right getting here, pumped? I'm feeling my like second wind. No, I'm, I'm, I'm you getting to pumped? Say, wait, wait, it's late here, man. You don't understand. We three hours different from you. Y'all are early birds. It's late in the night. You know, are you talking about me? No, not talking you know about what me. I feel about yeah. I, I kind of feel like I got my second win too. Um, okay. I've been diligently working on this radio, uh, this radio show, and um, uh, getting a pretty much a, a lot of things done, and, and with a lot of help and support from everyone. 
Um, as far as uh, what you're talking about, as far as uh, I find that, you know, a lot of people nowadays are just. I don't. I don't know if it's a situation where you know people don't want to tell the truth, or, but I, I find that people kind of either stretch or exaggerate or minimize or, uh, you know, all or nothing. You know, I'm I'm using um, human service terms. I'm sorry, pardon me. That just comes out me sometimes. But yeah, they they tend to project. You know, she don't. You know, I mean, you know, in in dating, you know what I mean. I mean, I don't think, I don't know. I just just get that idea that a lot of, you know, every. I mean, some of the things. You, I mean, how long does it take for you to get to know somebody? I mean, you could be. You, I mean, you could be around a person for a hundred years and still not totally know them. So that's a blow up. And the, 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 you know, just the relying on you know what you think you might know about somebody. That's a blow up. Uh, because you know what I mean, how many how many people have found out that you know their mates were uh, widow black widows and you know I mean <laughs> you know had killed their husbands before them and you know I mean take it took many years you know for them to even know and it's fortunate if they survived that kind of situation so you know I mean you can't really say that you really know anybody because I don't know I, it's kind of like uh, everybody has a you know. Uh, a motive nowadays. I, I I think it's more of a. And I, I think we've had this conversation out here before. It's more of a sexually a flamboyant kind of society to me, because I mean I'm hearing uh, just like um, my uh, friend, so-called friend. She uh, told me that this guy she met this young guy. And he, you know he's younger than her, and that he um, asked her could she. Could she how did he? How did she? He said it. Uh, I guess out the blue he said, "Can you uh, pop your." Uh, pop your booty or something like that, and I, I was like, "What did he say?" And she said, "He asked her to pop pop her booty or something." And I said, "I was like, wait a minute." And you, so he just walked up to me. He said, "Yeah, he told me to pop my booty," and I was like, "And she said, I, I said, what did you say?" She said, "Well, I didn't. I, I told him I didn't know how to do that." And he was like, "You don't?" He was like, "I was like, well, why did you not ask him to show you?" <laughs> like, pop your booty. What? I was like, Are you "That's a new song." I thought that was hilarious. I was, you know, at first I'm like, I was like, what did he say? And then I was like, when he said it, I said, pop your booty? Like, wow. I mean, I said, did he, did anything lead up to that? I'm like the police, right? I'm doing an investigation. Did anything lead up to that? He's yeah, like, like no, a transition. Did he I say, pop your fingers first? Yeah. I'm like, so now they want to do tricks. <laughs> Okay, fellas, you guys are cut up. Okay, now you want us to do, huh? Yeah, if I could just say though, I I I used to have a very um, and I know Bishop has a similar perspective on some things to you. You know, when I was young, I was brought up in a very Christian-based home, and then as I started reading and experiencing more about life, I started to you know come to the realization that spirituality and God came before religion, so therefore. Maybe I could just bypass the religion, save some money, and go straight to God. And once I got there, I was like, wait a minute. So maybe God's name isn't God after all. Then I found out that God's name isn't God. And God is a Germanic pagan, uh, well, comes from a Germanic pagan term. Um, so my concept on the brother that said the, the pop the booty comment is that since 
since um, water and sex, etc., are a natural part of life, the problem with his approach is that he has no, he wasn't taught to have finesse, you know, or, um, you know, a bit more of a respectable approach. Um, so if she had known him and, you know, they were cool like that, and maybe if he had dropped that flying on her, maybe she would have, you know, been like, okay, let's flip the manual, I'm ready. However, you know, he, he, he just was a bit too hardcore. That's, that's a bit too rough, brother. You got to chill it out. Yeah, don't walk up and say poppy booty. Not good. Well, well, she did say he was young. You know, she you know, says he's like 40-something or whatever, and he was like a youngster, so... You know, I mean, she did say that, but I'm like, wow, they, wow. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, come yeah, on. You're never, too young, you're never too young to know how to approach someone in a dignified manner. I mean, whether you're 10 years old or 100, you should know you don't walk up to a woman and just say, hey, you know, can you drop the panties? Oh, well, it just doesn't I mean, roll like that usually. You know, you might end up slapped. I think if brothers need to, you know, go back to school for how to talk to, you know, a lady. Well, Bob, I I guess she stepped on from him, but I was like, are you serious? I get out of here. But in in case of, you know, they just say, you know what, I just got to stay in the house. (laughs) Just to the campus when school starts, to the campus and back. To the campus and back, the only taking care of person, important things. Because I don't even want to be caught up, you know. I mean, especially, too, I was going to be, um, you know, with uh, having a, you know, in the beginning, uh, I was having, like, guests, uh, you know, that were coming to me. And, and you know, I find, I do find, though, you know, um, being a uh, female uh, host and uh, that, you know, you have to be, you know, you even have to be on, you know, point, you know, with uh, who, who you're interviewing and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's something that something to uh you know think about uh you know and so i was gonna you know my uh my girl up in florida was like well you want me to you know like screen your people i was like well maybe you know, maybe maybe that might be a good idea you know because you know seriously uh you know the show that we had on the 31st now uh, let me just go ahead and send that out you know before um we get ready before i close this this part out and then you guys just hang on and uh, into the the uh past the 12th hour and we'll take on back the conversation about relationships because you know we haven't touched on it and so it's real good to have jay out here on that one but uh just to uh update you guys on the uh the show that uh i, I did put it on facebook tonight uh july 31st uh show that show uh actually was women and violence uh uh a deadly cocktail uh that show has uh, uh gained uh actually uh 500, well, since I checked before I got on tonight, 526 archive listens. Yeah, 526 archive listens as of earlier today. I don't know what it was about that show. And so what I did was I went ahead and I featured it. Because that's one way they'll feature your um, your show is if, you know, it's, it's popular. And that is it's the most amazing thing. I, I don't know, uh, you know, you guys, uh, I don't know if it was just uh, the fact that the seriousness of it. Um, I don't know if it was just you guys were out there supporting for me and representing from every angle of uh, domestic violence and abuse and 
you know, uh, women against, I mean, women and violence and the situations that you guys were brought up in uh, and the things that you saw lost uh, due to, uh, that was a very um, uh, touching and uh, uh, very close to home kind of uh, show there. And uh, the one thing is that I can say today as a survivor of that, too, because, you know, the ones who have, uh, you know, like a Sybil, um, you know, she'll always be remembered, but the ones like her and who, who didn't make it, you know, who didn't get make it out of the situation, uh, um, that is, uh, you know, uh, we, we send our, our hearts and our thoughts up to, and uh, I think that's what probably uh, made that show so popular. Uh, um, I guess, it's, you know, I know, like I tell people, eight out of, eight out of ten women sometimes in their life is going to be abused or molested or touched in some sexual form uh, a nature. And this is just, and Jay, it's just not statistics. It's just the way it is on that one. Um, by either a friend or a family member or someone that's close to the family or someone that they know. And being being it that it's, that, it, it's so prevalent like that, uh, there it needs to be more talk about how what we can do. And, and Jay was very... You were very informative of how we can protect ourselves, and uh, and then uh, it was uh, Todd out there who uh, represented for his mom. Uh, all the guys did a really good job that night of, you know, bringing to the table, uh, you know, their life experiences with it. And uh, I really applaud all all of you guys because you made that show a very special show, apparently. And uh, with that, uh, I, I thank you. And. Uh, Stay tuned uh, for uh, other shows, too. I encourage uh, you guys out there to, uh, you know, go on my Facebook channel, Screw Theory, and, uh, you know, give me your... Something smells horrible. It smells like sewage or something. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what that could be. But uh, go out there on my face, uh, Facebook. You know, we're down here in Long Beach. Come on. It's, you know, all kinds of things cracking. That's why I don't get in the water. But um, uh, go out there, put your questions out there, post your questions. Let me know what it is that you're concerned about in your community. doesn't matter where your community is. You know, um, I can touch you. If you're listening to me and you're out here, then you're touchable. And I can certainly uh, make sure that I can touch somebody or I can get in contact with somebody in your town that can help you or yeah. whoever your one is that needs some help. And also yeah. Jay is out here, too. Uh, he's pretty much put himself out there. Uh, he did some saving, some soul saving this morning, but Todd this morning. I really thank you for that, my brother too. Um, you know, you you you're my you're my you're my co-host. I don't know what to say. I guess you you're my co-host whenever you can whenever you can you get in. And I thank you for all that. And I thank you for your your support and all your help. And uh, also too, as far as uh, this documentary, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty nice. Uh, uh, Send a shout out to that, you know, because I'm looking very forward to doing that. So I'll be working steadfastly on that, you know, because he's always on my neck. That day is always on my neck. So I'm going to be taking care of that. And we're going to be bringing all these stories to you and uh, letting you make your judge and make you make your your statement and hear your voice. What do you feel about it? So, um, Jay, you guys go ahead and hang on out there. You know, after 12 o'clock, we'll be back, right? I'm going to go ahead and send it out with my outro, right? Yeah. Thank you, Jay. I'll Thank see you. you two in. I'll see you two in, too. Stay put. This has been Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 
11.55 in the p.m. Uh, it's August 6, 2012, broadcasting live in Long Beach, KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. This is Gina, and we're out until...
Hey everybody, you're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 12.04 a.m. August 7, 2012. Representing here in Long Beach, California, it's KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. We're going to keep this going. I'm going to wake it up. You guys wake it on up, okay, because we got to bring it back right. So here you go. DJ SR, play something heavy. I bet you be lying on your meat. If 
real, recognize real, who the fuck's you? She need a principal, not a substitute. Hi everybody, you're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 12.10 in the a.m. I'm going to send one more shout out there, uh, one more song out there to get you guys rocking and rolling. I'm going to play this one by D'Angelo, something kind of grooving. Hold it.
You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 12.18 in the a.m. It is August 7, 2012. Representing for KXRW, your community connection, your, your community connection, internet radio station. Uh, I know there was like a little bit of dead air for, for a second. Uh, I, I was a man in the ship for a second. I had to make it a little quick little run. All right. Um as uh, we were continuing our conversation about relationships. Hold on, let's go ahead and touch out here and see what we got. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I kind of had a moment, huh? Yeah, yeah, I thought you were kidnapped again by the Republican National Committee, but it's all good. Well, well yeah, ho- 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 hold on. So, uh, well, what you doing out there? Hold on. Yeah, in New York City, the city's so nice, they named it twice. Uh, you talking about New York, New York, actually? New York, start spreading the news. <laughs> I'm leaving today. Oh, yeah. Wanna be oh, hey, you and Kelly, how you singing our song? You did <laughs> Pretty much, I know the old, you know, I know the old. I used to watch the all the old movies and stuff, so, of course, I know, so, I, I know those old okay. You used to hang with George Washington, my bad, I forgot that. Well, yeah, you know, me and him, I'm the one that convinced him to chop, chop down the cherry tree. cherry tree, I knew it. He couldn't do it without his sister. Nigga, please, you George Washington. You, <laughs> younger, hey, okay, you better chop down that tree, 
Okay, well, you know how it goes. Um, pretty much, uh, we were before that little. It was like a little bit moment of air, right? Oh yeah, for a second I thought my phone. For a died. second, I was like, man. Then I said, she must be cut me off. That girl ain't got no say. No, that no, the people who get that, they know who they are. <laughs> you mean you talk about that mute shout out? Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't ever do you like that. Um, yeah, well, then I'm I figured ahead. it out. Yeah. So what was up, Cortez? Cortez, what happened, dog? Uh, well, you know what? Cortez is pretty much in the room. I had uh, slid on by there, you know, go to the ladies' room and slid by there and just kind of, I should have had him wash my back, but, you know, hey, I thought I had enough time. <laughs> yeah, right, big meal. Big meal to do that to you. But it's all you right. know what you could do, though? You could keep a party right in the studio, right? <laughs> then you, you can be on air. You won't have to miss a minute. You're gonna oh, really? Say, I just want to... Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Whatever, my nigga. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep a potty in my living room, okay? I guess There's I will. Why is she studying? <laughs> Settling today. Uh, 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 Brian said I'll keep a pickle jar. He just arrived. <laughs> oh, okay. He's he wants the jar. He's all late. He's all late. He's on late freight. <laughs> But he said I'm gonna keep a pickle jar, kind of like uh, where Damon wins on a uh, in living color. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Pretty Brian? Much. Here, here, go ahead. Representing for uh, Connecticut, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what's up? What's up, Jay? What's up, folks okay. out there? Uh, you know how y'all doing this evening, Monday night? You know, August. First Monday in August, and uh, it's been good. Full moon, been crazy weekends this weekend. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Full moon, full moon, and things yeah, is happening. No, right? the moon is full, things is oh, happening. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Things is in motion all the time. Yeah. You better know it. So it's yeah, true. just representing, saying what's up. You know, Long Beach. Hello, how y'all doing? Hope y'all listening, tune in all the time, every time. And the folks back at the crib in Connecticut, Bridgeport, out your way, Jay. Over there, yeah. uh, Port Jefferson, you know, the, the ferry, all that. Oh, you know about that? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, okay. I thought you Cali people didn't know about our part of the world. Now, I'm from Bridgeport. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Woo. There it is. Oop, there it is. Yeah, man. So all the folks back there in Bridgeport, Connecticut, what's up? You know who you are, all my loved ones, friends, family. Yeah. And Cali. Yeah, whoever. And frenemies. I got too many of them to count. Oh, I don't even know. That's, you know, I, left, I, got right? so many, I got so many frenemies, I don't even know who. Where to begin? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we all get it. Yeah. So, what up? Yeah. Shout out no, to Dan Helen. Go ahead. Go ahead. We need to get more people on your your page, Gina. You know, with some oh, comments and likes. Your Facebook page. Oh, are you are you talking about my um my new uh website or or the Facebook? Well, oh, the you Facebook. Get, Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm the one who got all those. Uh, man, I'm telling you. You know, I, I hook Rick the hole to get all those <laughs> likes, I tell you. Um, I even advertised a little bit. So it was like, I, I did a lot to get those 
Um, what I am doing is slowly as people are becoming my friends, I'm inviting them. Mm. I'm, I'm inviting them to uh, my, you know, to like my page. So it's okay. it's like it's kind of funny. You know how you say Facebook is kind of odd, the kind of way they do things, because yeah. like it's easier for people to go to my regular Facebook as opposed to go to my uh, my 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 show. I I don't know. It's like uh, I can get them on my regular, but then it takes some something to go through to get to my my you know yeah yeah. So I don't I don't know what that's about. So I mean they they don't come over like that, and then I get a lot of uh, when I do send you know the ones who they recommend me to be friends, I send them a, you know uh, requests, and then they tell me they send me back something else. So I just mm. it's chilled on that. Yeah, part of the challenge is also that there's a point at which the average person is not going to take substantial risk. Or, or investment of time, meaning um, for, for grassroots movements to grow, a lot of the grassroots people involved may not realize the significance of, you know, liking a page or, or leaving a comment. And until more people push things to the next level, the next level is harder to attain. So the system has it structured also, meaning they may have, you know, 200,000 to do an advertising campaign and they could bring in, you know, 10,000 people with one campaign. We need people that are in our lives on our Facebook, you know, on TV shows with us, radio, to spend a bit of time uh, doing a bit of promotion with us, you know, on the computer. But that's going to keep coming and I'm excited. Excited! Yeah! Early in the morning, uh, I mean, rock roll. I mean, um, so... Uh, so you see, you you see me out there, huh? Yeah, I see you with your flyers up in New York. You know, I'm like, how did you get here? Yeah, but you're doing <laughs> good work. Good work, getting around, keeping it rolling. So yeah, getting the yeah, you know, I, discussion happening and all that. Well, um, as far as uh, as as far as doing the likes things, I just just like we, what you said. Uh, if if you know people can take time into you, then you can take time into them. And you know, consider. I mean, you know, your day is not that busy. If if, if your day is not that busy to spend the time to be out here on my show with me, you know, my day is not that busy to spend the time to, you know, read and see what it is that you're putting out there too. So, with that, and I say that to any to all people, you know, that's 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 what we should do. I mean, uh, we have to invest in each other. We have to, uh, you know, just like the the analogy of uh, planting a seed. You know, planting yeah. a seed and you know, watering it and nurturing it and talking to it and that's what we have to do for each other. So yeah, yeah. So I made I made it my business. Now for the rest of the for the rest of the stuff out there, I'm sorry, I had to pass it up. You know, because you know I, I got I'm getting invited to all kind of parties and events and stuff like that. And you know I'm trying to stay you know uh, community based. Is you know as far as you know what events I'm getting involved in and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Just keep keep it one hundred like that, you know. Uh, uh, make it. Place, uh, yeah, there is a place though for visiting some of those parties, for instance, industry parties and entertainment. If you're in an industry, it's important sometimes to network because sometimes we may not do that, and there could be some key players at one of the hangouts or parties who could I've say, been thinking "Hey, about you know, that? Just, 
I've been thinking about that, but, you know, I'm kind of I'm leery about going places by myself. Oh, I got you. Okay. I mean, I'd be, I'd be wanting to do that, but then, you know, really, I don't have any friends. <laughs> No, you got friends, girl. You just need. Oh, please. You don't have any no, that you I, can call on at four in the morning to go to the party. I, I, I don't have any that you know is going to represent like that now. At a party? Oh. What you mean? They can't dance? What black men can't dance? What you trying no, to say? No, I mean I, I really don't dance. No, I'm just saying I, I don't have any. Come on, I, I don't have any friends where I could just you know go you know be like come on let's go to a, you know party or whatever. Um, all you gotta do is ask, but you know she got friends that will are willing to hang out with Gina all night to the next night till three nights later, right? Yeah. Cause the party don't start till she walk in. I'm telling you, Jay. Oh, she's okay. a real deal. She's a real deal. She's a okay. real deal, dog. All right. For real. She got the full package. She got the look. You got the look. It must have touched. Don't get me started. Oh, let me get my Prince voice going. She got the personality. You already know that. Yeah, personality. Personality. Oh, man. Name, say something. I got a song cued, man. She got. What's your next phrase? I got it. And she got got Savoir Fair, man. Oh, uh, I all I thought of, she's got Betty Davis eyes. I don't know, a song with Savoir Fair. She got that Savoir. There's a song with that, too, or no? Je ne sais quoi. Oh, that's Francais. Oui, Francais, sometimes. She okay. got Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you got French up the plant. You, you're a deep brother. I didn't know you could speak at least French, too. They get me when I'm talking Spanish and then they go off. I'm like, hey, mira, como estas? I'm done at como estas. But good, man. We all bilingual up in there. That's what I'm talking about. Keep it that real. Was, that, that was nigger French. Okay. That nigger French. No, that's cool. a blow up. You know, okay. Blow the fuck up. Start the conversation. <laughs> whatever. Okay. So, whatever you two. <laughs> Don't let me have to roll you up. But the case is, uh, Brian just made it just in time. Here's Brian. Oh, okay, let me answer that correctly. Read Jello Paul Francais. Oh, my God. Hollywood's fault. He's on that French stuff. Okay. What? Huh? <laughs> what, what, nigga? He on what, that nigga? French move. Did you, hear, did, did you hear me? Did you hear me? Yeah, I'm hearing that all with you. Whatever they say in French, it sounds romantic. So I don't know if you're talking about shooting each other or something, but it still sounds good. I just told my See, I got the gun. You are ready to shoot me? Yes. Nine millimeter. <laughs> yeah. Don't, Man, they, don't. Did, they did something on our mind, right? Where just their language, and it makes it sound romantic, even though they've been whooping our ass for hundreds of years. Oh, it's just their wee wee, Monsieur. Now yeah, right? it's, it's not it's not yeah. the language, it's how they say it. Okay. They use the whole tongue. See? Jay, when you use the whole tongue, uh, it's totally different. Uh oh. Than when you use just part of the tongue. See, they roll the tongue uh, when they speak. 
You know what I'm saying? Then then they got the they got the uh body motion to go with it. So that's what make it the language of love. It's the fact that the it, it, the language smooth is smooth, it flows smoothly when you can say it properly, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fluently, I guess, for lack of better terms. It rolls okay. off the tongue, right? And it has body movements with you with it that just make you wanna, you know, jump in the sack. Mm. Okay. Oh, what an what an analogy. That last part came from nowhere. I almost caught a heart attack with the end. Wow. <laughs> but I think it's that, oh. but also it's a lot of movies, right? If you look at a lot of the older movies, there's a certain flavor that they add with the French um movies and with the Italian movies, I think it's a mix of the pronunciation, enunciation, but also um, indoctrination. You know what I mean? Because, like, our people are very romantic and very, you know, we know how to, you know, roll in the canoe and bring the flowers to the woman and vice versa. Um, Well, they don't consider, they really don't consider, uh, you know, like, Africans romantic. Yeah, we're more beastly than romantic. <laughs> you know, we're more known to be the mandingo, the bees, oh, okay. right? The 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 whatever than to be the more romantic type to uh, be sitting out at on some under somebody's balcony singing ballads. Now yeah. we'll be climbing up the ba- balcony, <laughs> busting through the window, drinking yeah. up the wine. Taking the TV. Stealing <laughs> <laughs> the TV on the way out, of course. So you might want me, though? No, I'm just here to rob you, bitch. Sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh I'm here to rob you and serve you some of this good dick I got. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Here uh, we go. Yeah, it's eating up. Okay. Eating up late night. Late night. Brian brought it, though. Brian came in ready. I know, I, I know. I mean, it's sicko, sicko. Come in the door with this shit. Get we can it. bring him some counsel in though. We can pray for you, Jesus. Ah, shalom, asha. You say, you say, are you my Romeo? No, bitch, I'm here to rob you. That's fucked up. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, man. We, 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 but we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah, we're gonna get there some kind of way, but by hook or go. Yeah, I'll see you when you get there. Uh, see you when you get there, for sure. Um, I don't know if you ever get there after that. I I don't know. Um, well, I haven't checked my um check, but it's like uh, did you see on my Facebook that I put that uh that uh show out there? What what show? I didn't know. I'll check. I didn't the show the show that I'm getting like that I nonstop just getting that archive listens. Oh, it's amazing! The, you know what I went on and did. I, I went on and featured it because it was like she was like, might as well feature it. Okay. I see something on the top of your page. I'm guessing that's the one. Um, That's cool. I'll look at it. I'll figure it out. I won't eat up the radio time. I I get it done. I I was kind of mixing and scratching. You know, Jay, I got, <laughs> I got three. I got, DJ 
Gina on 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 the turntables up in this mug. And the turntables is all laptop computers. You should see her. Oh, she has the scratch Hey, she's doing her elbows and her feet. She's scratching Whoa. with her elbows and her feet. Oh, man. That's a sight to see. Grandmaster Flash would be proud. Grandmaster Flash would be <laughs> proud. Grandmaster yeah. Flash would not only be proud, but he'd be taking pictures and making a video out of it. Yeah, man. I met him once. He's a cool guy. I got a, I got a, a big MacBook Pro right in the cut, yeah. and I got a little MacBook Pro, and then I have an HP uh, mm. Pavilion right here, and I'm kind of like, they're all like surrounding me, like, you know, like they're about to, you know, like take over camp or some shit. And I'm sitting, I was sitting here with Cortez before he left out of here. I was like, you know, I was kind of working with all three, you know, with the, you know, because one is, <laughs> one is for me reading, you know, you know, what I read for the, um, for the show. And then one is for Blog Talk, and then the other one was for the uh, stories that I was reading. So, I kind of mm. had to do all three, you know. Yeah. That's my get down. That's my get down. As, long as, you don't, the... as long as you don't list your address, because you just listed like 20 things that some brothers could easily, you know, borrow from you. So just don't give your address on the end. I think you should be on next week. What do you mean? On yeah. you, you, you're giving out all that equipment info over the air as long as you don't give out your address. People oh, might what decide, you, mean, you know, uh, they can start their own show and use your equipment. Oh, what do you mean? Somebody you break equipment. in. You, you don't tell people on your, you know, then you say, oh, yeah, oh, you so-and-so, so-and-so, 91 5th Street, the key is Now, wait, hold on. Hey, hey, just to uh, bring you up to date, Jay, this yeah. is, once again, Mrs. Regina White. She's known in the community. She's, you know, a very well-renowned, known uh, okay. advocate as far as the community. They know who she is. Not saying that she can't get ganked. Anybody can get ganked at any moment. You yeah. know, all it takes is a second, right? Yeah. But they're going to think these three times before they run up in here. You know okay. what I mean? Cool. I got you. Yeah, because she got it like that, I yeah, think. Yeah, I got it like he was talking about, you know, be careful about oh. giving out too much information about where you at because, oh. yeah, because they can come up in here and, and take your stuff and stuff, you know, so. Nah, she ain't worried about that. She from Compton. <laughs> okay. Compton's <laughs> in the house, nigga. <laughs> CPT, representing for the CPT. Nigga, don't ooh, give me side words. Bitches and uh, hoes and shit. <laughs> y'all got y'all got a sign too, like a hand sign for Gina. Yeah, we throw up the the. the yeah, it's the called G. the middle finger. Oh, alright. Yeah, it's the middle finger. That's this. Fuck oh, you old. <laughs> no, but no, no, oh. come on now. No, um, I'm, I mean, pretty much everybody. I'm just, I'm a blow up. Where I live is a blow up. That's why I said I did. did like, right. I mean, come on. Everybody, everybody knows my me and knows my car. Nigeria, you know they they know me. I'm telling you, the other morning I was woke up. I mean, I'm telling you, they're gonna tell your car. They're gonna tell your car because they had the woman to woman. Uh, uh, it's like a a street. You know how you have a black party. They had a black party, yeah. and they were gonna mm-hmm. tell my car because it was in the way as a black party. So 
I oh yeah, shit. People's running and beating on the door. Hey, 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 hey. I got eyes behind my back. Hold on. Old stuff. Hey, not to, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. And just uh, for those of you that's out there that don't know that uh, Gabby du- Douglas, Gabrielle Douglas, known as Gabby Douglas, won the second gold medal. Uh, the oh. first gold medal was a team medal, but the second gold medal was an individual competition. So once again, uh, kudos Bravo Zulu, uh, congratulations to Miss Gabby G- Douglas on her efforts in first making it to the Olympics because that's hard to do, and then winning. Uh, Shout out to our powerful <laughs> young black people out there. Um, much love to her, and uh, we're very proud of that. Thank you very much, and thank you for noticing that. I was going to bring that story too, so you must have read my mind. What well, do I tell you, having. About- what do you all think about with the Olympics if black folks were to have their own flag, meaning the best Jamaicans, the best African-Americans, the best Kenyan runners? Wouldn't we just take over? That would be awesome. Uh-oh. Then they would stop the Olympics. I know. There was it won't be no competition. There was <laughs> the winner is the black people. They would change all people. the sports in the Olympics <laughs> to hockey. It would be over. Oh, they might have hockey for a few more years, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's in the Olympics, I don't know. But we got tennis, right? We got basketball. We can do some judo. Oh, man. We can do people. It'd be, yeah, it'd be the Nick Olympics right. then. And now, you know, you're starting to do, you're talking about track and field, right? The track yeah. and the field. And then you got, now they're talking about, uh, you know, the gymnastics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Gabby, yeah, she won, but there was also the other lady, young girl that won before that, the four years ago, in her oh, gymnastic man. efforts. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she won a few medals. I forgot that. Yeah. A black girl? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I forgot. Mm. So I think it, it was, Miss that, that we often have flags that differentiate us. But the beatdown is the same in Jamaica as in, you know, Cali or New York. I think it would be wonderful if we got that Pan-African thing happening. It's it's hard, but, you know, it would be cool, man. Yeah, that would be nice. Well, I saw that there's a Creole uh, team out there representing. So for our Creole people out there, holla. You know, that's for the Creole side of me. Much love. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's some Creoles in the Olympics, am I not right, Jay? When you use the term Creole, you're referring to people with a French background who are light-skinned, like, you know, mixed black and, um, and uh, that. Okay, uh, you know. I, I, would, I was just thinking of Creole. <laughs> C-R-E-O-L-E. You know, you know how you got, you know how you, you ever seen a crawfish? You know how you have crawfish and you got lobster? You know, lobster oh, is a high okay. Okay. So I'm thinking a Creole is Creole. Creole means what? I not by the color, not by the creed, but Creole. I mean, like okay. they got a little gumbo filet in the ass or something like that, you know. You know, they taste yeah. good over rice, something like that. Oh uh, yeah. You know, yeah. some jambalaya, or something. Yeah. I mean, if if I, I say Creole, beans. I think I think when I when I say Creole, I think more of food like gumbo. Mm. <laughs> Or so anything else. I gotta make me some gumbo, huh? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I never eaten gumbo. I'm, I've heard of it. 
but but it's yes, that makes it good. Yes, okay. Yeah, make it good. You know, hey, we come down. Uh, if I got enough now, cheddar, you, what is it you, you say, that, cheddar? Do you think? Do you think that means that, um, from a radio perspective, um, folks calling in might? Would it be that cooking is a very important part of the relationship process? You think, or not really? Uh, oh, you mean in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I I I think it's a valuable part, but I don't think it's the most important part because who really cares? I don't think cooking has anything to do at all in relationships at okay. all. Okay. Because anybody can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, well, yeah, I, you know. You do have people say that. Though, but let, let me do this. Let me let me. Let me let me do this interview right quick here. You know, this is what my job is in detail to do. Okay, Brian. Okay, you said that cooking is not an essential part in a relationship. Um, anybody can cook a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? Is that what you said? Anybody can cook a peanut butter. Wait a minute, I'm gonna give you your chance. Anybody can cook a peanut butter jelly sandwich, right? So, so can anybody cook spaghetti? Hold on, hold on. You want me to ask you? No, 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 no I'm going to ask you. Okay, okay, no. Let me rephrase this. Okay. Anybody can, you, you feel anybody can cook peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So you mean to tell me you have never tasted anybody's food that's bad? It doesn't matter. Or there's good, or you tasted good food and it made you happy. Okay, y'all out there, audience. Now, how many of y'all know the old adage or the old joke of the husband and the wife and the mother-in-law and how bad the cooking is? However, he's still a husband. He's still there. He's still. <laughs> hey, he he might hey he might have a turkey sandwich in his back pocket, right? Okay, well, you know everybody else's house eating fried chicken and watermelon before he come home from work and sit down at the dinner table with his family, with his wife, who cannot cook. But he ain't left. So the whole deal is, you know, hey, he will, hey, <laughs> cooking ain't got nothing to do with no dang on relationship. That's somebody else's BS. They just want a woman that could cook. Yeah, okay, we want a woman that could cook so that hey, we ain't going out every night, you know, and hey, we got to we got to we got to make ends meet, but that ain't got that ain't got nothing to do with the relationship. You know what I'm saying? I at least in my opinion. Mm. Say that again. This is explicit. If the pussy is good, then everything else is all good. It's all right. You can burn. You can burn water. You can, you can uh, deep fry egg and shit with no with no oil. <laughs> you can do anything. But if the pussy is good, you're all good, baby. You ain't gotta cook nothing. You can bring home have a, You can you can you can bring home takeout every day, as long as that's good. Now you let that not be your no good, <laughs> then there's a problem. They don't care if you burn the toast up. They don't give a damn if the grits stick to the bottom of the to the pan to the pot. 
But as long as it was good in between the areas, you girls know what that is. But you better tell them brothers to put a ring on it. That bullshit. Hey, once again, how many jokes are there out there about, yo, my wife's cooking it so bad? And then there's the punchline, right? But notice that, like Gina just said, those guys are heavy. You know, big, big, bigger folks, fat asses in her in her uh, term. But they, but they still home. So, if cooking is a major part, or I say, if and I'm when I say major, when I say major, I'm gonna say one third, at least thirty three percent or more, right? Then, you know, if that's a major part, then a lot of people be leaving. They, their relationships. Okay, tell me this one thing. On the holidays, is it, don't you have places that you can go and have a good meal? Yes. Uh, McDonald's, uh, Burger King, Boston. Isn't that, don't you have places, houses where you can go and have a good meal on holidays? You mean like, fam- yeah, families, yeah. I can go to families' houses. Okay. Now, you might not be married to whoever cooking that meal, but you know that good meal is going to get cooked on that holiday. And you're going to stop by there, right? Now, it could be your play mama, your play auntie, whatever, your, your, your guy mama, whatever. But you stop by there, don't you? You stop by there every holiday, right? You love her, don't you? You love the way she makes them black eyed peas and that cornbread, that's cornbread tastes like cake. <laughs> and all the greens and all that good turkey dressing, macaroni cheese homemade. Come on now. Don't you like it? Yeah. Okay, well then. Would you like that every holiday, if you, even if you didn't have to go outside to get it? Every holiday, but how how many days? It's 365 days in a year. Every day every day is not a holiday unless you make it. I'm just talking every holiday. Don't you know that it's nice to have that good good cooking. I, I love it. I'm the only one that cooking. I'm the. But what does that have to do with a relationship? I mean, you ain't gonna ain't no don't no wife cook no holiday meal every day. Some do. <laughs> nah. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. They lie. Hey, somebody, somebody lying. She. Somebody else cooking. Somebody else cooking that bill every day. You, hey, all you gotta do is take a look at it. Shit. I mean, it's nothing. Come on. Nah. So. So that's a blow up. That's a blow up right there as far as the meal. Every day, a meal like that every day. Oh shit. So there's never. So there's never any leftovers in her house. No, no. Yeah, be leftovers. Well, then she ain't cooking a meal every day then. You know what I'm saying? Because if you, if you have pork chops on Monday and then you have it again on Tuesday. There are some men, though. I had an uncle, like, who wanted that every day, meaning he, he thought because he went out and worked hard on the job, when he came home, he wanted a full-course meal. I'm talking whether it's pork chops or the next day, barbecue chicken. And when he didn't get that, he went off. He said, I worked hard all day. I think some of it depends on the relationship of, and the two people, but there's definitely a positive side 
to one mate or both knowing how to cook, and it's the cost of not knowing how to cook. And if you have to go to McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, etc., often the money is going to, uh, you know, be wasted because their prices are exorbitant because they have high profit margins that they're looking to make, you know. So whether it's the man or woman, it's good to be able to cook. You don't have to be able to cook, you know, restaurant style every day, but at least know how to, you know, first boil the water without causing a fire burning yourself and then deciding what you both like and seeing what you might be allergic to, what you're not allergic to and making it happen. And if you can, have some left over for the next day so you don't have to cook it again, you know. But it's all good. Y'all making me hungry, man. All this cooking, dog. I'm going to cook. Y'all want some? I find it a benefit and a plus that that a man that cook. Yeah, shit. I want a man that can cook. That's what I'm talking about. I want a man that can cook. I want a man that can bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan. (laughs) Catch it first. Kill the animal. Yeah, I can cook. All right, man. I, hey, I had to, hey, I had, I, I can cook. I had to learn how to cook because you, I can't, I can't depend on nobody else to cook for me. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be periods where, hey, we are sharing our lives with someone else, right? And hey, you know, we can depend on each other to do that. And then there are periods where you may be alone. So you better know how to cook. You better know how to do your laundry. You better know to separate the whites from the colors. You better know how to iron clothes. You better know how to do that because ain't nothing guaranteed that you're going to be with a life partner or, or you know, somebody of the opposite sex uh, all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to know how to do those things. Yeah. He's absolutely right, because in the case of some of these brothers out here, bitch might have to pull your shit, peel your shit right up off your cap, <laughs> scalp your ass. And then, you know, those, you know, there's a lot of old school people out there that, you know, well, you know, they just believe that they lady should be in the kitchen, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. barefoot, pregnant, and, yeah, and, you know, the, Hey, they shouldn't have to do anything. All they got to do is come home, put the, uh, read the newspaper, smoke on a cigar, and uh, and watch the babies, you know, walk around, you know, or scoot around the living room floor or whatever, right? But that's an old day. That's 1950. Well, you could do that. Well, one breadwinner could take care of the whole household and probably a few friends, too. That is over. You know, this is 2012. Everybody got to be doing something. On the grind. On the grind. You know, you got foot. Thank you, my brother. You got you got uh, families out here having kids. And the baby only, you know, three to six months old and is in daycare. So the mom can go back to work. Three to six months old. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, there are, uh, you know, some employments out here that do that to where they got on-the-spot daycare for them, you know, and it started six months on up. But still, though, to have to have even... 
make that choice, make that decision of, hey, we need to work or <laughs> or we going to starve with this baby. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. <laughs> You know, we hey, I, Brian, of... can I say something? I think that the the two mates working a job, et cetera, it, that's contingent on the plan of the two mates. For example, suppose that you have two mates and they say, you know what, forget what the system says about house or what car we should have, how we're going to focus so that our children now have a better future than we did and then our forefathers and foremothers did. And so they may decide, you know what, one of us is going to go on the plantation in the corporate office and the other one is going to not do that. Um, And so, or another approach, none may go in. They may both say, you know what, you are DJ, right? And okay, the other mate is a nurse. We're going to do your business cards and we're going to get you some private clients. For your DJ stuff, we're going to also do that. And we're going to make this work. If we got to get a smaller place, we're going to get a smaller place. Why? Because we've got two children. One is into tennis and one is into music, and we're going to push them. I think it, the, the balance is not letting the system dump our children in daycare early and we rush off to these jobs to make money and our children end up lost and not nurtured. So what my wife and I do is we homeschool, but we also, you know, like outside of the typical corporate box I left out a few years ago, because it was just getting too, you know, hypocritical. I was on Wall Street for a while, and, you know, the money was good, but you just, it just didn't have any soul, man. You know, so I gave that stuff up. Uh, so I think it comes in planning. The two people sit and talk and say, what's up, what we want to do? Boom, 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 and then take it from there. And the man can definitely.